this Wednesday. Join us. Our church picnic's coming up and we are believing God for great things. Let's worship God together. We're going to be uh, uh, sharing in communion this morning. What a special time to kick off the new year and have fellowship and remember our Lord this morning. Be sure and get a communion cup if you haven't already. Amen. So that you can be prepared there on the table in the lobby. If you need one, uh, I'm sure one of our ushers can help you. Amen. Are you ready to worship God? Oh, glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Oh, let's worship Him. Let's call on the name of the Lord. He inhabits the praises of His people. Amen. Let's praise His name. Father, we love You, Lord. We praise You today. We worship You today, Lord God. We thank You, Lord, for this day that You have made, God. Oh, we rejoice in it this morning. We invite You to have Your way. God, in our service, stir every heart, meet every need today. And Lord, we pray that You would be glorified in this place. Amen. To Jesus for the cleansing power. Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you fully trusting in His grace? Oh, 
Jesus. 
Whoa! 
love you. We bless you, Lord. We praise you. We thank you, Lord, for the mountains that you will move, <coughs> the miracles you will perform. We thank you for the wonderful blessings that you will pour out upon your people in this coming hour, in this coming year. We thank you in advance for your faithfulness. We thank you in advance for your favor. We thank you in advance that your mercies, they will be new every morning and your faithfulness will continue to be great in our lives. We thank you in advance for a year of victory, a year of triumph, a year of increase. We thank you, Father. you never leave us nor forsake us. Every step of the way, you'll be with us. Your strength will abide. Your grace will abide. Your wisdom will be bestowed. We thank you, Lord, for this coming year that you'll use our lives to touch others. We thank you for this coming year that you will answer prayers that we have prayed for many years. We thank you that in this coming year, we will experience you in a fresh and new way, and you will take us to deeper depths of intimacy, of knowing you, of loving you, and of walking with you. Can you say amen to that? Let's give a praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you for a fresh year. Help us, Lord, not to waste it, but help us to use it to do your works, to advance in your will, and to be your vessels. In Jesus' name and all God's people said, let's give the Lord praise. Let's give him praise. Jesus is worthy. Jesus is worthy. Hallelujah. We love you, Lord. We thank the Lord. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Well, good morning. Happy New Year. So good to see everybody out. Children, you are dismissed to Children's Church. Amen. You have your Bibles. If you would go with me to Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11, we want to continue in our series from these heroes of the faith of Hebrews 11. Talking about Abraham this morning and his example, his pattern of obedient faith, obedient faith. And our goal has been with all of these different examples, Lord instruct us. And inspire us in our walk with God. In our walk with God. Where we're known, um, Abraham known for obedience of faith. Obedience of faith. And this should be helpful as we head into a new year. As we continue on our journey of faith. The reality is a new year will include some new challenges as well as some new opportunities. A new year, unfortunately, will have some new tears, but thank God there'll be some new triumphs. Amen. No no sense in fooling yourself about anything. Amen. The denial is not faith, never was, never has been. Amen. You know, there's different seasons and stages in the journey of faith. Some people need to learn how to receive sermons, messages. Some people remind me of a time I went to my son's closet 
and then saw a jacket. I used to travel in a lot. When I flew, I loved this one blazer. And I tried to put it on, but you know, something happened be- between, between 23 and 53. Something had happened. Amen. And what fit me so well then and just looked so good then, just not so much now. And it's important that you have a present promise and a proper application for where you are now in the things of God. You see, there might be a family here today, and point one is going to speak to the 20-year-old. And point three will hit the 50-year-old. You see, sometimes you get, the doctor gives you some kind of medicine, and it says, take as needed, apply as needed. And then it's up to you to know when to apply it, when not to apply it. Amen? And you both might, you might apply at one time and she might, okay. So it's important that we see this because there are different seasons and different stages in this race. Some seasons are very steady, very stable. Others are very turbulent, transitioning, trying. The seasons when things are very stable. The kids are stable. The finances are stable. The health is stable. The geography is stable. But then... There's some seasons. Every few months is a new trial. Every, every other you know, uh, week seems like a, a new transition and things are changing. Abraham is going to give us some lessons from his life of how to walk on with God. Regardless of what season we're in. I, I remember one time my, my, my zeal and my heart was accomplish. I'd run you over because I was accomplishing. If you were behind, I'd leave you accomplishing. Reach a certain age where it's not so much accomplishing, but finishing. Amen. Faithfully and properly and God nobly. Amen? Amen. You've got to know how to apply the present word to the present situation and season of your life. Let us look. Hebrews 11, verse 8, by faith, by faith, by faith. Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign land. Seasons of life are very familiar, and the seasons of life are very foreign. Amen? Yeah. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking for a city with foundations whose builder and maker is God. And now if you got verse 13, I just threw that to him at the end. And look at this, verse 13. All these people, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, all these people were still living by faith when they died. That's the key. Keep living by faith. Amen? Until you see his face, live by faith. Amen? They did not receive the things promised. How many know not every promise you're going to get on this side? Not every prayer gets answered in this side, but they'll be answered. Did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance. That's why we sing and shout so much. Now you go to a dead church, they don't sing and shout. They got nothing to shout about. I've never been to heaven. But I can weep about it right here because I've seen it in the spirit. I'll tell you that much. Amen. I've never, I never seen those streets of gold. I've never seen Jesus face to face. But man, when I sing about it, something in me just wants to shout and rejoice. I've seen it by faith. Amen? Amen. Yeah, oh, hallelujah. 
See, they, they, they only saw them and welcomed them. We're welcoming them when we shout and sing. I'm welcoming heaven before I get there. Amen. I'm welcoming that blood before I actually see those nail-scarred hands. Woo! I welcomed them from a distance. And they admitted, and I admit this. I'm not ashamed to admit this. They were aliens and strangers on the earth. This world's not my home. Amen. I'm passing through. Oh, I'm going to a better place than this. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. Jump down to verse 17. I can't get through my text. Lord, have mercy. By faith, Abraham, when God tested him. How many of you know God will test you? He'll test your devotion. He'll test us if you're made of the right stuff. Some people get tested and they get proved that they weren't genuine. They weren't real. But others get tested. And they put some pain in that offering. And they praise him through the tears and shout through the Oh, Lord, have mercy. By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had received the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son. Even though God had said it through Isaac that the blessing would come, your offspring would be reckoned. But Abraham reasoned. That God could raise the dead. And figuratively speaking, he did receive Isaac back from the death. This morning, Abraham, a pattern of obedient faith. Father, we thank you for your word. Help us to apply the various points to our own lives. To this season of our life. Because, Father, though we all love you and we're all doing our best to walk this walk of faith, to fight this fight of faith, we're all in different seasons in life. You guide us down different pathways. You have different callings and different um, uh, purposes for all of us. We're all in different seasons of this great race of faith. So, Lord, help us to take what we hear this morning and by the help of your Holy Spirit, help us to embrace and to apply the word that is for us right now. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, Abraham is given as an example for us to follow as we walk with God. This morning, we just want to take a closer look at some of the highlights of Abraham's faith, some traits and characteristics of obedient faith. Lessons from Abraham's faith. And again, Lord, help us to apply as needed. Number one, let's put it like this. He obeyed when he didn't know where he was going. We read that in verses 8 through 10, did we not? By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive, obeyed and went even though he did not know where he was going. Well, there's one right there. He obeyed. He didn't know where. But he knew who he was following. That's important. That's important. You know, sometimes this is forced upon us, isn't it? Life can thrust you into a season, into a dilemma, into a battle that you weren't expecting. That you hadn't, you don't know where it's taking you. We don't know why it's there, where we're going. Other times, this is just a natural progress of life. Again, when we were younger, achieve, achieve, accomplish, accomplish. And then you reach a certain part, it's just finish strong, finish faithful, do it right. One minute things can be very, very familiar, the next minute things can be very, very foreign. But by faith, Abraham left the certainties of the known to go out to what to him was quite unknown, relying on nothing but the word and promise of God. And you see, that complete trust, that prompt obedience to the word of the Lord, that's the essence of faith that the author of Hebrews 
is really trying to emphasize to you and I this morning. Some desire a blueprint for the future, or they won't believe God, or they won't budge from that comfortable place, or from that convenient place, or that present place. But Abraham gives you and I a pattern this morning of man who moved out. We said in times past, he put feet to faith. Some people are good at talking it, but you got to be good at walking it. He put feet to faith. Even though God didn't give him all the details. I wish he would. I wish he'd give me a timeline, but I'm getting ahead of myself there. He didn't have a full picture of the future. All he had was God's word and God's promise. But friend, when you have those two things, the promise and the presence of God, the sure promise and the presence of God, you can go forward with a confidence, with a joy, with a peace that passes understanding. Because of God before you, who can be against? But again, the first thing we notice about Abraham walking into a new year, and sometimes we have to step out in faith God's leading us. Other times life just hurls something at us. Surprise, surprise, surprise. And I don't want that surprise. Things are nice and steady. Things are, I like being comfortable. You like being comfortable? It was comfortable. Now not so much. I knew every, now not so much. And I have to make a choice. How will I walk? Will I hurl up, hurl up and die? Will I curse God and die? Or will I trust God and live? Press on, walk on. Again, sometimes this is forced upon us. Other times, it's a natural progress of life. You will, listen, young people, you'll never meet anyone that did anything in life, anything worth talking about, didn't, wasn't able to stretch out and head into the unfamiliar and the unknown. You'll never get nowhere playing it safe. You'll never get nowhere playing it safe. You want to get that degree, step out and go to school. You want to become a sister, you got to step out and take that chance. Amen? You want to start that business? Well, you, you, you sing about it long enough, you step out and do it. Come on, say amen to that. The greatest promises I love from Hebrews, or, I'm sorry, Isaiah 50 and verse 10 encourages me about this particular point. Because Abraham obeyed and he didn't know where he was going, but he obeyed God. And he stepped out and he followed God, even though it was a new place, even though it would be a challenging place. Even to him, it was a very foreign place. You gotta be willing to take on new trials, to take on new challenges, and have a daring faith. You can't be comfortable sitting in that nest, you know, of, of comfort the rest of your life. You'll get nowhere doing that. Amen? Here we go. Let him who walks, I love this. Who among you fears the Lord? Anyone here fear the Lord? God is talking to his people. Who among you fears the Lord and obeys the word of his servant? Let him who walks in the dark. Sometimes God says, you step into a new place. You've never been there before. It's foreign to you. It can be considered a dark place, but you can't see. And you, you don't, things. Listen, who walks in the dark and has no light? Trust in the name of the Lord and rely on his God. When we don't know where the path will lead us or what tomorrow holds, like Abraham, we trust and we rely. 
We trust in a God that has never failed us. We trust in a God whose word is faithful and true. And we rely on the one that knows what tomorrow holds. And we rely on the one that says, I'll hold you in the palm of my hand. And nothing in this world or the other will ever snatch you from me. And my friend, God encourages you and I this morning to trust him. He says, trust me in a new year. Trust me as you go forward. Don't live your life afraid of stepping out if you're young. Step out as you get the leading of the Lord and trust God and believe God and do some wonderful, great things for God. Can you say amen to that? And if you've been around a while and you're just finishing up your race, God says whatever happens, things were so familiar and now they're foreign. And it seems like every six months everything changes. Even then, I am there and you can trust and rely. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and rely on those everlasting arms to hold you and never let you down. Can you say amen? When God's word is calling us to action, and we're not sure how things are going to work out, when life seems to have hurled us into a place we'd rather not be, and we certainly would have chosen on our own, God says, trust and obey what you know to do, and then watch the Lord prove faithful to you. We can't just curl up and die. There has to be an action. Do what you know to do. Sometimes you counsel people that, that have gone through it, maybe a, a crisis of sorts or tragedy, and you try to help them say, listen, don't spend the rest of your life trying to make sense out of what can't be made sense of. Don't try to spend the rest of your life trying to get a hold of something that you're never going to understand. Instead, lay hold of what you do know and you're 100% sure of. He loves me. He's in control of me. He's not going to let me go. He's going to bring me through. Amen. Anyone this morning is heading down a new path in this coming year. Maybe it's something new, foreign, stretching. Let God's promises, let God's good promises steady your heart today. Here's, here's one of my favorite. Joshua 1 and 9. Going into a new place, taking on a new challenge. Before him, a new opportunities along with my position. And God says to his servant, as he says to you and I this morning, have I not commanded you? Be strong and of a good courage. Do not be afraid nor dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. What a thought, what a thought. He says, be courageous as you face that new day. Be courageous as you walk in that dark place. Be courageous as you step out of that place of comfort and go into a new force. Be courageous because I'm with you and I'm for you. Yes, there'll be battles, but I'll give you the victory. Yes, there'll be tests, but I'll be there to supply your need. Yes, things might be different than they've been in the past, but I'll still be with you and I'll give you the grace to adjust to your new season and to your new day and do it with the grace of God. Have I not commanded you? See, remember, many opportunities are missed. Many promotions are passed up when timidity replaces courage. God had told Joshua again and again, only be strong and of a good courage. I'm with you, and I'm going to give you the land. And those giants don't stand a chance because I'm with you, Joshua. But I'm demanding something of you, son. 
I'm demanding that you trust me and have a courage because of me. So God encourages his people today, be courageous as you face the new year. You might not be sure about this. You might not be able to see clearly at that. But you can know that you know God is with you. God is for you. And his grace is always sufficient for his people. Don't be afraid to advance. Don't be afraid to go forward. If the Lord has called you, then the Lord goes before you. We know, of course, in this life of faith, there are paths. And there are seasons where the um, path of faith seems steep. Even times when heaven seems a bit silent, but not even for a moment should you ever feel like you've been abandoned or you've been left alone. For he that began that good work, he's going to complete it, and he'll walk with you every step of the way. God's word to his people this morning, fear not, child of God, for even in the unfamiliar places I am there, I am dependable, and I am committed to your care. And God's people said, Abraham patterns faith in an obedience. When God is leading us to an unknown place, a new place, an unproven place, a new year. When we've gone, never gone that way before. But God says, come on, I'll lead you into it. It's a type of daring faith and teaches us. That those things might be unknown to us, they're not unknown to God. Rest in that. Trust in that. Go forward in that. Can you say amen? amen? So number one, we learn about walking into a new year. Abraham teaches us this man of faith, obedient faith. He obeyed when he didn't know where he was going. And again, sometimes God calls us to go to a new place. And it's going to stretch us. It's going to be challenging to us. Sometimes he cuts off some apron strings in our life. And he brings us to help us grow, to help us learn to fly. Amen? And other times this life thrusts things at us. In one minute things were, in the next minute. But God says, obey me. Trust me. Rely on me. Number two, we recognize that Abraham obeyed when he didn't know how God's will would be accomplished. Mm. Now, remember the great promise, you're going to have a son. Remember that? <laughs> They're both very old, and it, it, the promise goes on for 25 years till it actually comes to pass. We must, don't let an insistence on understanding hinder your ability to rest and trust in the Lord. I must not let my inability to reason things out in the natural bring me to a place of doubting and wavering when it comes to the word. Those things can paralyze faith. There's a part of faith where we step out and we just let go. We let go. Remember, I don't know, most of us can remember certain things. Remember when your child took those first steps? I can still remember at least one of them, their first steps. But there had to come to that point where they let go. There had to come to the point where they're leaning on this and they're right. And finally, there's daddy, mom, you got to let go of the coffee table and run. And sometimes when people refuse to let go, they never accomplish. They never achieve. They never advance because they're too afraid to let go. Think about it. I don't have to know it to obey it. 
I don't have to know it to follow the command. I thought about this. You know, Peter still be sitting in that boat if he was trying to figure it all out before he stepped out. Amen? I don't know if he ever took physics. I doubt it. You know, if Peter didn't seem like a physics type guy, but if he was sitting there scratching his head trying to figure out how the law of physics is going to work, he'd still be looking instead of walking. I think it's like that great German evangelist, Reinhard Bunke, once said, Peter didn't walk so much on the water, he walked on the word. He walked on the word. Jesus said, come! And he stepped out and walked. Abraham obeyed when he didn't know how God's will would be accomplished. God said he's going to do it. How's it going to happen? Don't worry about that. Do what you know to do. Let God do the rest. Both Abraham and Sarah were too old to have children naturally, yet they both believed that God would do what he said he would do. We don't have to understand the how to believe him. Abraham's faith rested not on his human ability or capability, certainly not on his human understanding or the favorable circumstances, but on God's ability to perform and God's faithfulness to keep his word and to bring him through. My faith is not to rest on my mind. My mind gives me a lot of trouble trying to figure it out. It just hinders faith. It paralyzes obedience. Can you say amen? But when God speaks or God moves me into a new realm, I don't got to figure it out. Say, why, God, why? I just got to do God, do. Amen? Do what's right. Do what's right. Think about the many Bible examples of this thought. Obeying God when you don't know how the promise is going to, how could it come to pass? I don't know. That's up to God. It's just up to me to obey what God told me. Think about it. Hey, General Joshua, how are those walls going to fall? They look big. They look strong. They look nasty. I don't know, Private Sister General. I'm just going to start marching when God says marching and start shouting when God says shout. And the Lord will take care of those walls. Somebody, the Lord will take care of those walls this year. The walls of that oppression, the walls of that disease, the walls of that lack will come tumbling down as you obey the word of the Lord and believe the promise of the Lord. Hey, Pastor Brother Moses, how's the Red Sea going to open? It's big, and we got a lot of people here, and not everyone can swim. I don't know, son, I'm just going to raise the rod of God and let God be God. (laughs) Somebody raise up the rod, raise it up high, raise up the rod. In the face of your opposition, in the face of that thing that is challenging you, trying to steal your joy, trying to paralyze you from stepping out and doing what God's called you to do. In the faith, raise up the rod of praise. Raise up the rod of faith. Raise up the rod of prayer. Raise up the rod of God and what God be God in your life. Hallelujah. Let your obedient faith. Respond to his voice and then stand and see the glory of God. What year is it? 2024. I want to thank God that he still parts the Red Seas in 2024. He still makes a way even when there seems to be no way. In 2024. Faith doesn't have to know how. As long as faith knows who. I know in whom I have believed in. His name is Jesus, and he's wonderful, and he can do what he promised to do. I don't know how a lot of these things work out. I just know God does them if we obey him. Sometimes we're paralyzed. Some people are paralyzed. Your brain, your natural brain is your biggest enemy. We're blaming the devil. It's your brain. 
Got to get that brain renewed. Got to get that word in that brain. Amen. God spoke 20 years ago. You haven't done it yet. It's your brain. It's your brain. Hallelujah. I don't know how Peter cast a line to the sea and the first fish that came in had a coin in his mouth just when he needed to pay. I don't know how that worked. I don't know how that same perfect fisherman walked on that water. I don't know how a virgin gave birth to a Messiah. Don't know how. Water came out of a rock. Satisfy the thirst of a nation. I don't know how those things happened, but I know the one who promised them was able to perform them. And I know he still does, for he changes not. Abraham teaches me. I mustn't let my mind become a stumbling block to my faith. When God speaks, I don't need to know how. I just obey my part and trust him to do his. You can do your part, can't you? You can do your part, can't you? Just do your part. And let God do his. Years ago, we read a little thought. It's called the human dilemma. And it's a little sign in one of those um, bed and breakfasts in in Britain, those little quaint towns. And there was a bed and breakfast. And at the desk, there was a little sign that said, please, as you come in, Introduce yourself to everyone because we're one big happy family here. And then the next line, please don't leave valuables in your room. <laughs> my family's got problems, but no one's going to lift my wallet. You know what I mean? <laughs> right? I mean, hey, hey, family might not be perfect, but I'm not worried about, you know, they're not going to take my watch. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my Lord, my Lord. But, and it's true. Human beings, we got to be careful about who we trust. Amen. But when it comes to God, we can trust him, believe him, and not be afraid to obey him. I raise the rod. He opens the sea. I march around the walls. He makes them fall down. I fill the water. He turns it into wine. He's a great God. He's a wonderful God. He's not asking for me to do what I can't do. Just do what he told me to do that I can do. And then just watch God be God. Coming into a new year. Amen. Sometimes God might be calling you to step out, leave, leave. Abraham was called to leave his family. Leave that whole place. Go to a new place. Abraham was given a promise that just was impossible. Just trying to figure it out made you scratch your head. Obey God. Believe God. Number three. He believed and obeyed when he didn't know when God will fulfill his promise. See verse 13 again. Can we see verse 13? Hebrews 11 and verse 13. All these people were still living by faith when they died. I like that. Till we see his face, we walk by faith. Amen? We're going to trust him, believe him, till we see him. There's no turning back in this thing. Amen? We're not fly by nights. We're not imposters. We're genuine Christians. We're serving the Lord in the good times and in the bad. Isn't that right? And if we're going to do anything, we're going to finish this race. We're going to finish this race faithfully. All these people were still living by faith when they died. They didn't receive the things promised. That didn't make them bitter. That didn't make them angry. They only saw them and welcomed them. 
from a distance and admitted this world not their home. Again, not every promise will be received on this side. Not every prayer is answered on this side. Some of your prayers will be answered when you get to the other side. And you'll answer, some, oh, what a God we serve. This is the waiting of faith. And again, waiting can make us uncomfortable. And none of us likes being uncomfortable. It's like new things and unfamiliar things can make us uncomfortable. We don't like uncomfortable. Isn't that true? You know, you get so used to that pair of shoes. She got you a new pair two Christmases ago. They're still in the box, but you don't want to put on the new ones because, they, you know, the old ones, man, they fit in so good until finally there's holes in them and it's too embarrassing. You gotta, I mean, we like things that are familiar, do we not? Amen. Am I talking to the right crowd? Amen. We like things comfortable. And the older we get, the more comfort we like. Isn't that true? Though those kids or grandkids come to stay the weekend or something, by two days, they're ready to go home, ready to go home, ready to go home. Amen? And, and it blows your mind that you used to have a whole house full all the time, and you just went with the flow. But now at a certain age, it's like, I, I like it to be orderly. God is a God of order. Amen? Kids, go home to mama. Grandkids, go home. Amen? God's got order. And grandpa's going to have a breakdown if we don't get some peace in this house. Amen? You know what I mean? I had enough blue clues to last me till the millennium. All right, let's, let's get this thing here. That's why the waiting of faith. Waiting of faith can bug us. Because waiting is uncomfortable. I like the wait. And many people revert. Go back to comfort. Because when we wait, we still walk. When we wait, we still worship. When we wait, we still work. When we wait, we still believe. The waiting faith, the timing of God. The last point, we don't want to let the brain mess us up. Amen? Sometimes you're over, overthinking it. You're overthinking it. Faith is not complicated. Stop overthinking it. Amen? Trust and obey. There's no other way. Remember? Simple. It's a simple thing. But here we see the waiting of faith, the timing of God is another thing that causes people to forfeit the blessing of God. I'm getting ahead of my notes. How many of us know people that are sabotaging their own blessing? What do we say? Shooting themselves in the foot again and again because they can't wait on God. They can't wait for God's timing. They can't wait for God's will to unfold. They're always taking matters and they backslide every other month. Because they can't wait. Waiting means I keep coming even when things are hard. I keep serving even when I'm not happy. Come on, say amen to that. The waiting of faith is important. The timing of God is often a real challenge to all of us. See again, in verse 13, none of the patriarchs saw the complete fulfillment of God's promise. But by faith they saw them afar. Hebrews 6 and 12, important verse for us. We don't want you to become dull or lazy, but to imitate. We don't want you to become Don't become spiritually dull. Amen? Don't, don't backslide because God didn't answer you. Don't let that offense cause you to backslide. Don't let that thing that was not nice and unfair cause you to give up on really seeking God and living for God like you should be living for God. We don't want you to become dull or lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and 
patience. You can come up, believe and believe and jump up and down, hyperventilate, fall down, but you still got to wait on the timing of God. Amen? I mean, you can pray and cry out, and I like to pray with fervor, it's biblical, but you can pray and cry out to your horse, but you still got to wait on the timing of God. Because faith and patience work together. Faith and patience inherit what has been promised. Now, this is a very important aspect of our faith. This is how we see people really get saved. Hey, if we would have given up on so many people and not taken patience with faith, would they ever come to the Lord? But this is a very important aspect of faith. And Abraham gives us an example of how to keep believing and obeying even when the promise has been a long time coming. I mean, you're 65 and God gives you a promise of having a, a son. You haven't had one. You've been married now 50. You haven't had one. And then he waits 25 years. I got news for you. Things aren't looking better. In 20, you know, can you get things don't Things aren't looking better. You know what I'm saying? I mean, some promises, you can see things getting closer and getting closer. Not in that case. Good thing they didn't have mirrors like we got mirrors. I mean, I just, I, how could their feet stay strong? But it did because they believed God. But to ignore this part of faith can be costly. To ignore this part of faith. See, when, when, when the patience of faith, when the patience of faith, is ignored, many will forfeit the promise or frustrate the plan. Amen? You know, you got to go back to go. go. Hey, don't pass, go, go back to start, start all over again. You gave in to that frustration. People were doing good. Then all of a sudden someone offended them. You backslide for six months, wonder why the world isn't calling you, you know. Get right with God. Stay faithful with God. Learn how to walk with God, which means we stay steady even when life's unfair. We stay consistent even when people aren't the best. We continue when others are not all right. Forfeit the promise, they give up. They, they, they abandon, they, they go back. Or they frustrate the plan. But sometimes I'm my own worst enemy. I'm getting in the way. My meddling or trying to manipulate things actually frustrate what God's trying to do. Abraham obeyed when he didn't know where. God says, trust me. Rest in me. Follow me. He obeyed when he didn't know how. The promise was was wonderful, but how could that work out? We said, beware of trying to allow your mind to become a stumbling block. You don't have to figure it all out. If you know what God has written in the word, if you know what God has spoken in your heart, do your part to obey and watch God do his part. Abraham obeyed and believed when he didn't know how long. And sometimes in the wait, we get sour when we need to stay sweet. Sometimes in the wait, we just get frustrated and give up. Amen? It's in the wait that we really get proven. Hey, anyone can shout and sing when everything's good. Amen? And most of us can endure for at least a week or two. All right. When it goes, can we continue on? Can I let that? that there's got to be some pain and some offerings. Amen. There, there has got to be some tears and some intercessions. Amen. Number four, he obeyed when he didn't know why God was working. Wow. Look at look at verses seventeen through nineteen. 
Oh, Lord. By faith, Abraham, when God tested him. God might test you this year. Are you ready? God might want to know how much you love me. Amen? God might want to know how much are you willing to endure for me. Are you ready? I'm trying to be real. I could lie to you. You want me to lie to you in church? No. No. We do a lot of damage when we preach uh, one side of the message. And and then life shows people some reality and they, they backslide because... They never knew the reality of, okay, so look at this. By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had received the promise was about to sacrifice his one and only son, even though God had said, it's through Isaac, it's through your son, the blessing will come. Mm. The tests of God are often like this. When Abraham was tested and tested greatly, his faith Prove true. What an example. Again, God tests my consecration. He'll test your consecration. He's going to prove us. He wants to deepen us. Are we genuine? Are we plain? Are we, are we shallow? Do we think more of it than we should? Amen? He'll test us. Hey, 75 years old, the promise comes in 25 years of waiting. Then finally, finally, praise God, finally, he possesses the promise. Can you imagine that? I mean, they must have been running the aisles. Talk about how a Pentecostal spasm. I mean, they're rejoicing, they're praising. I mean, Isaac, I don't know about you, but after waiting 25 years for the promise, I, I'd be having church, amen? Every, every time the promise, I testify, testify, I got to testify. I mean, I've been testifying. Isaac's born. And then when he's still a boy, God says, God says, God said, surrender your promise. Has God ever asked you to surrender your promise? If we didn't walk close enough with God, we just put off saying it must be the devil. So not, it's not always. No. It says God tested him. He says, Give me back your son. Wow. And Abraham's never told why. This is important. You see, faith, I should say mature faith, which we're all striving for, amen. Faith obeys when it doesn't know, doesn't understand why God is doing what he's doing, demanding what he's demanding, or directing as he's directing. Can I say that again? Because I hope we're all striving for, for a mature faith. When I was a child, I thought, like, I want to become a man. I, I want to grow in God. Amen? So mature faith obeys when it doesn't understand why God is doing what he's doing. And you still praise him and sincerely love him when you don't know why he's doing what he's doing. Or when God is demanding what he's demanding. I mean, he's God. He can ask us to lay things down, can he not? I know he gives us wonderful gifts and he's a good God and he gives us, but sometimes he says, I want that. Sometimes he says, I want you to sacrifice that. Anyone? Faith obeys, but it doesn't understand why he's doing, demanding, or directing the way he's direct. Why, Lord? Why do I got to take this path? Why do I got to, Lord, look at that way. Lord, how about that way? But God said, no, go here and do that and deal with. Wow. Faith trusts when it cannot see the why and the how. In the place of testing, Abraham, listen, 
Abraham's will certainly being tested. His intellect ought to be tested. Definitely his emotions are being tested, right? This is quite a, quite a challenge. God's saying, give me back your son. I wouldn't want to do that. Amen? Right? I mean, so certainly my, my, uh, my, my emotion doesn't want to do that. It's my, my intellect can't see how that's going to make any sense. Why would God want me to do that? He's tested to the maximum. But his confidence in God enables him to obey. Here it is. Obey in the hard place and surrender the precious thing. Sometimes life brings us down a path. And God says, I I just want to know, will you obey me in the hard place? Are you willing to surrender the precious thing? Wow. Man. You see, there's times in life, if we're really going to walk with God, where the blessing must be surrendered and Isaac must be put on the altar. We said in the beginning, Lord, help us to apply as needed. Help us, Lord, to apply as needed. This story of Abraham's life comes from Genesis 22. And it's a very moving, inspiring, and really instructive story. And sometime when we get to a series just on Abraham, we'll spend a whole sermon just, just expounding this most unique episode of faith. But for now, let's remember this thought. Many times in this walk of faith, we won't know why God is leading like he's leading or demanding what he's demanding, but we know him. Therefore, we can trust him and we will obey him. Can you say amen to that? As has been said, he's too wise to make a mistake and he's too loving to be unkind. And like Abraham's story shows us, if you're familiar with the story, in the end, if we obey, God will provide. Jehovah Jireh is there. Amen? If we'll obey, as we walk, walk down that path. If it's God, walk it down, walk it down, walk by faith, walk it obedient. Amen? If we, God will provide the grace. God will give us what we need to go through it. Amen? He'll never lead you where his grace won't supply for you, see? He won't ever lead you down a path where his presence and promise isn't there to get you through it. God will provide, and in the end, God will reward. And if the reward doesn't come on this side, it'll definitely come on the other. We'll see that in the story if we had time. But let's do this. Let's conclude this service. And let's begin this new year with a fresh act of worship and surrender. We're real Christians, amen? We're not here because it's good for the job. We're not here because it's tradition. We're here because we love the Lord Jesus. We're sons and daughters of God. It's his day, his house, and we come to worship him and receive from him. In this first Sunday of the year, we're going to start it off right with making a fresh commitment to God and giving some fresh thanks to God. Amen? Amen? Amen. I thank the Lord for Abraham's example. And I pray that God helps you to apply whatever season of life you're in the promise and the application. Help us to have such an obedient faith like Abraham. Look at all the episodes in his life. I obeyed and trust God. Man. Help us, Lord, to apply these lessons. Now, we're going to take communion. 
And we're going to commit ourselves in this upcoming year to the Lord. We're going to give thanks with communion. Then we're going to offer ourselves. May our prayer this morning be something like the old song, Where you lead me, I will follow. May our prayer be something like, Lord, use use me as your instrument in this coming year. Because somebody, look, God's not done with you. God's not done with you. It might be a different season. It might be a different way than he's used you before. But God is not done with you. So as you make that fresh surrender, it'll allow God. That yieldedness allows God to use us as he wants. Amen? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. We're going to take communion. We're going to offer ourselves afresh to the Lord. And after that, if you need prayer, please come. After we do, if you need prayer, please come. We'll anoint you with all and believe God to touch you in a fresh way. And if not, we're just going to sing and present ourselves afresh to God. I want to start the new year off right. The Bible says on the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and he said, this bread represents my body, broken for you. As often as you eat it, do it in remembrance of me. And we pray, Father, we thank you that Jesus willingly offered his body, that by his stripes were healed, that his body was given over, that we might be saved, that we might be forgiven, that his sacrifice would be a substitute for ours. And now as we partake of the bread, Lord, we do it with thankful hearts, remembering who you are and what you've done. In Jesus' name. Everybody, let's partake. Let's partake together. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for that, Lord. We thank you for that, Lord. We thank you for that, Lord. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Then the Bible says that afterwards, Jesus took the cup. And when he'd given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Oh, Jesus, Lord, we thank you. But your blood has never lost its power. We thank you, Lord, that that precious blood is still flowing today, forgiving and cleansing and renewing. We thank you, Lord, that you have redeemed us by your precious blood. You set us free from the past. You set us free from this world. And you've made us right, whole, and holy before God. We partake of this, this use in remembrance of you with thankful and grateful hearts. Lord, we love you. We praise and honor you. And we make a fresh commitment of our lives to you. Lord, in this coming year, help us to follow you faithfully wherever you lead us. Help us to obey your voice. Help us to give ourselves wholeheartedly to your cause. Use us in this coming year, Lord. And regardless of the path you choose for us to take, let us please you and let us grow in you. Thank you, Lord, for your blood. Let it continue to remind people of your amazing grace and your precious power. 
In Jesus' name, let's partake. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your blood. Thank you for your blood. Thank you for your precious blood. Hallelujah. If you need prayer, if you need hands laid on you, anointing oil, please come up. If you just want to start the year by coming to the altar and worship.